Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, and my boys, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, on today's episode of Reality with the King, baby, I am here with my fave, your fave. He is a friend. Listen, the people who come on my shows who say, Carlos, you create a safe space for us. We feel so comfortable talking to you about things. That's how I feel about DJ Richie Sky. He's my safe space. <laughs> I feel like, Richie, if I ever do an interview about my business, I'm going to call you because I feel like you will like make me feel so comfortable. I'm going to tell you everything, Richie, but give it up, y'all, for DJ Richie Sky. Hey, y'all. Good to be back. Good to be back. I love being in a safe space. I always feel like when you're talking to somebody, it's like inviting them into your home. Yes. But today, we are going to talk about what the F is going on with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, recently, Candy Burris did a live. I believe it was the Amazon live, if I'm not mistaken. And the fans were asking her, like, what's going on with Atlanta Housewives? Are you going back? I'm paraphrasing, of course. But she says something along the lines of, we haven't heard anything in terms of a real update as far as she knows they're still casting and one thing she said that got twitter in an uproar and the comments were commenting is when she said they think we don't have lives like we have lives and nobody has time just to sit around and wait for them again paraphrasing <laughs> right so yes. twitter was in a shambles about this and next thing i know the show is trending she's trending and i want to talk to you because i watched your video about this topic as well and i just want to really get your insight in terms of 
when you saw that video of her explaining what's happening with Atlanta, we are in January. Mm-hmm. And just so the world knows, when I worked on that show, we always filmed in June. And the show will always air in November. It is January. And in the words of Boys to Men, we're at the end of the road, honey. <laughs> and in the words of Boys to Men featuring Brian McKnight, it's snowing, so let it snow. Um, now, I don't know if Atlanta's going to give us winter vibes, Salt Lake City, or are we going to get back to filming in May in Atlanta? But as of today, The Real Housewives of Atlanta does not have a full cast. They do not have a schedule. And Candy has said that they all have lives. And it's pretty unfortunate that they don't have an update. What do you take of all of this? I think the first thing that was interesting to me was kind of hearing Candy complain. Now, when I think about Candy, I I tend to think of Candy as, I know this is going to sound bad, but I don't mean it to sound bad. I feel like she's more of a company woman. And what I mean by that is somebody that knows how to play ball, you know, knows when to go to work, clocks in and is reliable. And I think the network likes that about her, right? So it was interesting to me to hear what sounded like frustration on her part. What it made me think about was the amount of times that she was, quote, unavailable last season, right? So people were complaining about how she, you know, was kind of seeming like she was a little out of it, you know, not really participating in the cash trips or like kind of coming and leaving early. So my take on that was, oh, she's trying to be prepared to get ahead of the ball so that she can get that schedule straight so she don't have that same issue that she had last season. That was my thought as I listened to that. I was like, oh, she got the memo, and she's trying to make sure she's ready and available. Yeah, I don't know if she wanted that memo. I think she wanted a deal memo. I think she wanted the memo Mm. on the check, honey, that states where I'm going to be, at what time and what place. At the end of the day, let's have a real conversation, Richie. Let's have it. The Royal Housewives of Atlanta is a cute check, and it's nothing to sneeze at. Now, when you have a consistent job, right, you know how to allocate your funds accordingly to this this massive check that you're getting. When you're getting upwards of $2 million to film for four months, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I think what's happening with a lot of the, the, the cast is that's a lot of their income is the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not saying that's Candy's whole income. Before people start, Mm -hmm. I wasn't suggesting that. What I'm saying is, I don't care if you're Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, Steve Jobs, rest in peace, or Steven Spielberg. $2 million for four months of work is a lot of money. When I saw that video, I didn't think that it was, well, let me rearrange my schedule to shoot The Shy in Chicago. I took it as like, yo, We're not going to be sitting waiting for you guys because we have to make money. We have to make money. And we're trying to figure out where our income is coming from for this year. And I'm not mad at that. I would think the same Mm. thing, too. But what do you think is happening? Because I didn't finish watching the last season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Based on what you saw, Mm. I'm assuming you finished the season, Richie. What do you think is going on over there to where I did. It's, um, it's a delay? 
a part of me wonders if they are trying to maybe create some level of anticipation, some level of we're missing the show and the franchise. I really have no idea because in my mind, it doesn't really seem like the smart play to wait this long. Um, because after a while, I do feel like there's going to be a lack of interest involved. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the things that I feel like a show like Love and Marriage Huntsville, I'm just using it as an example because it was the last show I reviewed, right? Mm -hmm. Gets so right. When, when April is coming, and I know <laughs> without a doubt, normally that new season is coming. And what has happened in social media is not too far away from what's actually going to air. That means to me, we're on target with the schedule. Okay. We're on target with it. So with this huge gap with, for me, Real Housewives of Atlanta, it's been four months since that show has gone off the air. Now, this is how I, I in, in terms of Candy planning out her year, this is how I plan out mine, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, Potomac and Married to Medicine are going to end. What's going to be your Sunday night show now? Because you won't have anything in the can, and so it would have made more sense to me that Potomac is airing and that Real Housewives of Atlanta is filming when Married to Medicine and Potomac go off, boom, you got Real Housewives of Atlanta to take us from spring to fall. Keep that cycle moving. So now you're going to be left with this gap. You know, we're just going to be left like on, on our Sunday nights, like with nothing to do. And it's just that's going to be a huge chunk of, in my opinion, content for people who look like me and you. Um, it's just it, it's, it's going to be a huge void there. So that is concerning to me. No, I agree. Listen, there is a lot to be concerned. It concerned me season nine, my last season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just remember working on season nine, and I remember feeling in my spirit. I was like, this is my last season. I, I just remember watching a group of smart, beautiful, talented, powerful women phoning it in. I, I just I just remember it was this one scene, and I remember them phoning it in. And that was a very challenging season for for me and and for for them. it was it was challenging. And it turned out to be a great season. it was it was a fantastic season overall. But a lot of work had to go into it, Richie, because they were phoning it in. And I remember having a conversation with them saying that you guys will not always be number one. It is a privilege to be number one. And when you are number one, you can't get comfortable. And at that time, Richie, season nine, Atlanta Housewives was number one for possibly maybe six to seven consecutive years. So imagine seven years, you have the number one show on the network. Um, at one point in time, they literally got comfortable. I'm watching them be comfortable, and I'm watching them have conversations about the most frivolous things that they didn't care about and when I said that to them, I said, I'm going to leave this show one day and you're going to miss having somebody push you to be great because you're pushing me away due to the fact that it's a struggle to get anything out of you, ladies. And when the time comes when you're not number one anymore, I want y'all to think about this day and just always remember, I tried to help you. I tried to help you. So it does sadden me to see what this show has become only because I gave them a fair warning. And if you watch my interviews with some of the housewives of Atlanta, they'll tell you like, no, Lowe's was like, whatever. 
So, based on what's been happening these past couple of seasons, there has been this call to action of doing something, of doing something drastic because we're missing the magic and a lot of people are demanding a reboot. Now, you're also somebody who's watched the show since day one. Are you one of those people who are championing for this show to have a reboot? Or do you think, no, let's keep half of the cast, all of the cast from last season, and work with them? Where is your head at in this? You know, I'm so glad you asked me that because since we spoke earlier, I said, I need to really process this and I want to think about what the best response is, right? So I started like concocting a list of who I would want back and who I think they need to bring on. So I think that we need to do a sort of soft reboot, right? Similar to what they did with the Real Housewives of New York. You know, I think it was season six. I said that earlier in my video where they kept Ramona, Luann, and Sonia, and they brought in three new ladies. I yes. felt like that gave the... Sh and then I felt like they hit the sweet spot the next season because they had sort of filtered through, like, what what's working with this cast and how can we finesse it to make it better? And then the next season, they brought in eight women, and it was on and popping. Not necessarily because it was eight women. I think it was because the women who were on were dynamic, and they were willing to just give you whatever you needed, Right. So with that being said, my list in terms of what you what they should do, I think is quite simple. I feel like we keep, I know this is going to sound crazy, we keep Kenya. And she doesn't quite fit with my idea, my ideal theory for the group. But I do think that the fans would be missing something. And I feel like she knows what to do. You know what I mean? Like she knows what to do when the camera turns on. But I feel like Kenya needs somebody to work with. So I think that's the only downside to that. But I think I have a, a, a good solution for that. The other thing is we need to pay the men married to medicine, love and marriage Huntsville. The men are active. And I know that the men aren't being paid on married to medicine, but I feel like when I look back at past seasons of Atlanta, the men were active. The men were active and activated and they were a huge part of the story. And I feel like we lose that with just the women, right? We lose it. So I feel like you got to get the men on there. Let them have some mess. And in that regard, I would bring on Tamar. And I know this is going to sound controversial. JR seems like he's ready for the mess. Okay? No shade. Tamar, she kind of swims in the mess too. Like, and I feel like let's pay her for it. Okay? Let's pay her for it. She's giving us all this free content on Instagram. No, girl. Let's get you paid for it. That way... We got something else for Candy to do, okay? Because I feel like Todd got a muzzle on in the background, all right? And there's no shade. But I feel like, Todd, come on, Todd, get, get into it. Because I know you got opinions. I know you got thoughts. And then the Tamar and JR and Candy and Todd of it all, I need to see how that's going to play out. I mean, if we're doing shenanigans on Married to Medicine, let's bring those shenanigans to Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's the shenanigans... Meeting the stunt casting of Phaedra. I meant the um, was it is it a stunt cast for Sweetie? Oh, that was a stunt cast. And, you bring and, up somebody's ex-husband. Exactly. That's stunt casting so, too, yeah. But in this situation, I feel like bringing Tabar and bringing um JR on, I feel like there's natural tension between her and Candy because we know that they can work it out and they'll fall out again. 
it's like the one of the best frenemy ships that I think we've seen in a long time that we didn't really realize we were getting. So I do feel like everybody on there, I want them to have active families as well. That was another reason for me bringing in Tamar. I mean, it works very well for some of your shows. So <laughs> active family, when we go back to the core of what this show is, you need an active family. And this is all Atlanta. It feels Atlanta to me. The next thing I'm going to say is we got to get rid of Sheree. We got to get rid of Marlo. I know. Let me tell you why. I said, let me watch Traders because I need to see what Sheree gives me outside of Atlanta, right? And Sheree fades into the background. Definitely, she's a team player. But I think that's a little bit of her issue. Is she's a, she's she's. I feel like she'll just do whatever you want her to do. I just don't believe her. Our mutual friend, Dustin Ross, he and I are recapping Huntsville, um, the reunion, and on part two of the Love and Marriage Huntsville reunion, Melody alleged that in court, Martell said under oath that he is not in a relationship with Sheree. They have a business relationship. They have it's not. Damn, it's, it's no, the paperwork. I, I, don't, the I know paperwork. what's in the paperwork. Yeah. The same way in the paperwork oh in the gosh. court case where you were asked if you were in a relationship with Sheree and you said it was a business arrangement. That's in the paperwork too. <laughs> Verbatim. You know, it's called the clerk typing. Oh my. <laughs> it's business. Hold on. What and then Dustin said, well, you know Sheree is a known liar. Paraphrasing. I know Sheree personally, and Sheree is one of my good girlfriends. So, Richie, and he gave me this look like Carlos, you know, she, she lied about she about Sheree. She, and I said, wait, what are we doing here? Then some of the fans were commenting, Carlos, you are tripping. Sheree is a no liar. And I'm like, the Sheree that I know, I don't see her as a liar. But what am I, what, am I missing something? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Yes. You can't see it because she's your friend. I'm sure you get the real version of her. I feel like you probably get a more authentic version because she ain't got to act for no ratings or no check. Sheree is a is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it, she's legendary. I'm not, I'm not gonna take that away from her because I do feel like she has esta helped establish Atlanta, but I just don't feel like she is part of the engine that's going to keep it going. I just don't feel like she got that thing right. Marlo, to me, is the cog in the wheel, making the, the the bicycle not be able to move. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can move forward because I feel like Marlo is creating drama for the sake of drama. Like, there's nothing going on there. I mean, there's there's just lay archive. I'm happy for her and the boys. I feel like that's, that is amazing and admirable. But no, you just created too much shenanigans for me, and I just didn't believe it. Whether that's her fault or whether that's whoever's fault that told her to do it, I don't really know. All I know is it just, it's like watching, like, what am I watching right now? Why, what, this doesn't even, it doesn't feel like anything. Does that make sense? Like, and when I'm watching, I should feel something. So I, I just, she can, she's, in the words of Jasmine Henley Brown, she can be chopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, shout out uh, to Jasmine. Love her in the fashions. Use her for some Ultimate Girls Trip stuff or some Trader stuff. Isn't um, that... No, to your point, I didn't even think about going down this direction, but it's very interesting. Isn't it interesting that they haven't used Marlo for anything outside of just being a housewife? 
Because you would think with her fashion, like, there could have been opportunities for Project Runway appearances. We saw mm-hmm. Giselle on Project Runway. Giselle, Wendy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, to your point, why wasn't she utilized for other stuff? I think all the housewives from Kenya doing Ultimate Girls Trip, Sheree doing Traders, um, Candy having spinoffs after spinoffs after spinoffs. I would consider Marlo, in terms of a friend of... She's an OG, as, as a friend. Mm-hmm. Of all the friends of in the history of, a, of the franchise, of, of her housewives, she is an OG for real, for real. But to your point, she hasn't been utilized a lot. And I never thought about this until this very moment. I wonder if it's because, to your point, is the audience connecting with her and if the network is connecting with her or is she just somebody that you said they see as like, go in there, start some drama and, 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 and go home. I feel like that's it. And I feel like it only expanded when she became a housewife. And that's not what we look for in a housewife. I mean, for me, as somebody who's, I feel like, been around, you know, since the beginning and was watching early, early ages of this, I just don't feel like she's it. Now, if she wants to be a friend, and I'm, listen, I, I was campaigning for Marlo to be a housewife. But once I got it, I was like, oh, no, no, send it back. I would add in Kim and Croy. Here's why. They already got a lot of drama going on. So I know the check will be easy to get to them. Like they'll, they'll probably take whatever you can, I mean, whatever's being offered because they need it, right? That would humble Kim enough to come back and actually go to work. She didn't have to work before. I feel like now she's got to show up. She's got to give it. But they would have to live in separate places because we we can't have no police being called, okay? I mean, I feel like there's a way you can deal with the, a, a sensitive divorce like this you definitely saw it happen on, you know, we've seen it happen on Married to Me. I'm, I'm pulling two shows that are yeah. my favorite shows right now. Married to Medicine, Love and Marriage Huntsville. We've seen it and it, we've seen it work for the show in the sense that you explore what happens to these two people when they when they part and you don't just let one of them fall off the radar. And I would love to see how Kim integrates back into this group on a more humble tip, like I, I would really love to see that. Um, I would also bring in Portia and Simon. I think that there's an opportunity there and Portia is fun. And that is what is missing on this show. That sporadic dose of just, what did she just say? We need that on the show. Um, I just feel like that's something that's missing. And then I left a spot open for like a um, a random, I picked Robin Andrade, she is. She was from Ladies Who List. She could help Kim look for a new house. And I feel like she would also be a good foil for Kenya. As far as I know, two single women. And I just kind of feel like I don't want to make the show not about any women who aren't yet married or who just happen to not be married, because that could happen for them. And I feel like the reality is the wives are going to have some single girlfriends. I have heard so many other people's lists. You are the first and only person, Richie, whose list I am not mad at. I can actually see that cast and be like, oh, I, I'm, in, I'm into it. And this is the thing about Kim Zosiak Beerman. Regardless of how you feel about her, whatever. And I think that's the problem that I'm having, is the fact that I think the decision makers care so much about what folks on Twitter have to say. 
And I have to remind people, in the world population, only 12% of them are on Twitter. And y'all base some very difficult decisions based on the 12% of people that's on this app. And of those 12%, only six of them watch Housewives. That, to me, is part of the other reason why the show has not been the same. Because I feel like decisions are made about Twitter. I love Marlo. Me and Marlo are friends in real life. I love Marlo. You admitted to being one of those people who wanted Marlo to to have a peach, right? You're like, let's have a peach. Mm -hmm. A lot of people wanted her to have a peach. And then when she got the peach, those same people said, we don't want her to have a peach no more. So it's like, what do y'all want? If we listen to the 6% of people on Twitter who watch Housewives, that doesn't make up for the rest of the world. It just doesn't. And Kim Zosiak, to me, I would love to see her back on the show. I would love to see her situation. I'm seeing it play out on TMZ. And listen, I'm not saying bring her back as a peach holder. Maybe it is a friend. So that we we can kind of see what she gives. But Mm -hmm. I think the general consensus is something drastic has to happen. One of the things that I'm realizing that's happening with the show is this. I think the decision makers know they have to get it right. I think Atlanta is at this very crucial place in the show to where I'm not afraid of the show being canceled because I don't think the show would ever be canceled. Because at the end of the day, the ratings are good enough to where advertisers can make interest on the on the investment that they made during the commercials. So the show would never be canceled, but I think it's one of those shows to where it will possibly be on a Real Housewives of Dallas pause if they, mm. if they don't get it right because the fact that this show was number one for almost seven consecutive years, and I, don't, I think it's maybe number three, three or four, I, I I don't know. Number one, obviously, as you know, is Beverly Hills Housewives. Below Deck is, is high up there. Oh, Vanderpump Rules is another example of a show that, that ratings have done well. One of the things that I felt like for me, now, I, I can't say whether or not everybody agrees with this, but I feel like I am actually really loving this season of Beverly Hills because I don't feel like the focus is on just the fight, right? Yes. I'm at a point now, I don't care about the scandal of it all. I want to see dynamic personalities, intriguing stories, and and, and what people call storylines. I just think of it as, what is your personal story? What is your journey? Like, I don't need you to have this whole thing plotted out for the year. I just need you to have an interesting life. That's where I'm at right now with it. And that's what is intriguing because I feel like they're pacing it. They're pacing themselves. They're just, the stories are just are just developing and new things are happening. And we're, I, I have a like for Erica and I just, I didn't even, I didn't like her for the past three seasons. Wow. I'm enjoying her now. So it just feels different. And I do feel you that it is make or break at this point. But I think that, at least with the list that I felt like I came up with, I tried to focus it on personalities. Yes. Um, And I think that's what makes Atlanta so hard because they've got such big personalities. I think it's hard to bring in a, a, a person that we don't know. It would be hard to, it could be hard to find a Monica, right? I, Carlos King the first. If you're out there, I'm looking for the black Monica Garcia. 
If you're out there, please DM me, email me. Carlos King is making a call to action, a public <laughs> declaration. I am looking for the Black Monica Garcia. And if you if you exist, I don't care where you are, I will build a show around you. Okay? I built a show around Melody Holt in Huntsville. <laughs> so <laughs> let's I built a show around Latisha Pearson in Jackson, Mississippi. Don't play with my skill set. If you are somebody <laughs> that considers yourself the black Monica Garcia, call Carlos Key at 1-800-FIND ME. But you're right, you're right. It's it's so it's a make or break season for them. What what I think is happening is they 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 want to get it right. And yep. it's, it's not it's not something to where they feel like we have a hole missing to where we gotta fill it, right? I think they probably have things in, in 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 development that can like take the place of the time slot. But I do think this. I like to relate these celebrity issues with everyday people. At the end of the day, these women were getting paid, some were getting paid more than $2 million for four months of work. A large part of them were getting paid over $1 million for four months of work. You are an entrepreneur just like me, right? Um, I sign checks, okay? And this is coming from somebody who signs checks with my production company. If I'm paying somebody a salary of $2 million for four months of work, and I feel like you've been coasting for a year or two, you better believe I'm going to take my time to figure this out. I don't know anybody in the world or any job in the world where you can get paid $2 million for four months of work and give nothing. It's to me, it's the gall of the privilege that you can sit up there and get paid so much money and not even give everything to the work. And now that the work is not there anymore, I'm now feeling what it's like when your employer is putting you on notice because of the high salary. We all go through that in America. Everyday people go through that all the time. So, and I love all the girls. I really do. You know that. And some of them are my friends. I don't feel sorry for anybody who made that much money and didn't do 100% of the work and you're now wondering, like, what's going on with this show? That should have been your focus day one when you were making this gross amount of money. And I agree with the decision makers. I will take my time, too. That, Richie, that's a lot of money. You want me to open up the Brinks truck, give out at least, at least $8 million for the entire cast, okay? Let's just say it's $8 million total for all the cast members. You want me to rush a decision of investing $8 million into something that hasn't been great. I don't know nobody's job performance where you can be the number one employee and slide all the way down to number three or four and you expect your job to be safe. You expect me to um, rush to, to, to rehire you. No, that's not how it works in the real world. And I hope that Whatever happens to these girls, I just hope that they understand that this is a job. And if you don't perform well, this is what happens to you. I still go back to the people that I listed. In my opinion, these are some, these could be some motivated people. A Tamar, I feel like, is motivated. I feel like she's at a hungry, at a hungry place. And I don't mean that in a bad way. 
because they already have the relationship with her at NBC Universal, right? So why not extend that? Kim should be ready to work. I think Kim will go back if they ask her to. But I think I, I think there's a lot of politics and personal feelings yeah. involved in, in, that, in that decision. When we talk about politics, right, how much of network politics play into a decision to hire or fire someone, even at the expense of the show? Listen, I will say this. Obviously, every network is ran and, and operated differently, right? Right. One thing that I've always done, I don't take my personal feelings and apply mm -hmm. it to casting decisions on my shows. The only thing I apply with my shows in terms of casting decisions is the performance value. That's it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all, I, I do performance value. And I'm aware that some, you know, there may be a season you were great, and there's a season where you fell off, and typically, like anybody, you pick it back up the next season. No one on my shows have coasted for consecutive seasons. No, ma'am. It would you would have to make difficult decisions because you know. Look, let's talk about Love and Marriage Huntsville, for example. We are taping our upcoming season right now, and I know people like Carlos. You rush to talk about other shows and not your own. Yes, honey, because I get paid to produce a show for a, a network and I'm not going to tell my raindrops some tea about my shows when the network is paying me to produce it in the current moment. So stop asking me to rush to my clawfist to give y'all breaking news on my shows because I can't do it because I am getting paid to make sure my shows are sacred so y'all can watch it, okay? I always said this though. I feel like when it comes to the housewives, I feel like a lot of it is politic based on who they're casting or firing or who they're keeping. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people across all the franchises when I'm like, why are they still on the show? There's nothing more to offer. You know, yeah. especially when the Real Housewives brand is sink or swim. It's you got one, it's like the Eminem Eight Mile song. You got one shot to give it all you got. And if you don't, you're out of there. So that's the reason why, Richie, you, you see some desperation from these women fighting for no reason because they're like, I need to get a second season. So, yes, unfortunately, in some scenarios, we're seeing that with Potomac. If the goalpost is what we've seen, y'all got rid of Sheree after season four. And Sheree had a great season four when she went to Africa and the whole, ee, with Marlo. Yeah. But, yep. but y'all got rid of her. I didn't say anything. It was like, well, damn. Okay, I guess that just means like, no, you got to bring it every season. You can't coast. And not saying she was coasting, but that was their threshold. So when I watch certain shows, I'm like, I watch Jersey. I'm like, why is she on? She's still on the show. And I look at my own stuff, right? In terms of like, okay, like I'm going through this right now. It's one of those things to where you have to reassess every season and say. What's going on? And, and because I don't base my decisions off of Twitter, there's people who champion some of my cast members to be fired. Like, mm -hmm. get rid of her. She's mean. She's a bully. Get rid of her. Get rid of him. Get rid of them. You know, I, I get that all the time. And I don't pay attention to it because I know that at the end of the day, 
you can love somebody one season and hate them the next and, and, and go in reverse. And I also know that when one person has a fan base, that fan base attacks the next person. And then that mm-hmm. fan base attacks this person. So I, I don't feed into all of that. So what I do as a producer, I sit back and I say, okay, what do they have going on coming into this season? And if I feel like they don't have much going on, then, you know, some tough decisions have to be made. And that's just what it's going to have to be. But I, I yeah. definitely think when it comes to Atlanta, I just think there's so much politics and personal feelings. And, mm. I, and I think that would be the detriment of that show if they don't get it right this upcoming season. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I think there's also this thing of like, I'm, I'm not trying to be in the bubble of people who say, oh, I don't like this person because I didn't like what they necessarily what they did to the favorite person yes it is not that it is for me i'm asking what are you able to contribute as we move into this next space right as we continue to move forward do you still can i figure out a way where we can still include you in this engine in a meaningful way and still and, and you're valued right yes but if I don't see the value in it, then I I have to say, I mean, just for me as a, a this is just as a fan perspective, like you can go. That's why I said that about Sheree. That's why I said that about Marlo. It's nothing personal against them. It is what are you giving me, right? And what are you giving to the cast? Do you want Sonya and Drew to go as well? Oh yes, they were not on my list at all. No, 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 no. I, the the reason for the the Drew situation, the reason we got to drop Drew, is because I feel like she really gives nothing, okay. And I don't believe her either, okay. That's the other thing. I think she's a great actress, but um, like for instance, with the whole Ralph situation, I really feel like we didn't get. All the stuff that was going on in the news, nothing was like she didn't tell us anything. And granted, not everything is for us. I get that. But this is something that was a part, a huge part of your story. And we, and this is a big gap. And then Sanya, to me, I evaluated a couple of other things as well. What can you bring us big events? And Sanya can do that, right? Can you, do you have the family? Sanya has that. But is Sanya right for this group? No. In my opinion, she is just not. The personality is not where I feel like I would want it. And she seems like a very sweet woman. Yeah, she is. I'm not even going I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. But personality wise, if you got a, a Kenya who's up here, okay, and you got a Sanya, it's just like, oh, the, the little bird is just flown in and she don't know what she's flying with these with the with the hawk. Now listen, I I, I will say this. Atlanta is a very difficult um city to cast. So I, I think that'll be their challenge too. But I'm looking forward to see what's going on. And I'll I'll leave you with this, Richie. So I have a new show coming out called Bold and Bougie. It's based in Atlanta. It comes out in February. The, the date will be announced in a, in a couple of days, so stay tuned for that. But it's based in Atlanta. And we have Malaysia Pargo from Basketball Wives, Tamika Foster Raymond, the ex-wife of Usher. Um, we got Crystal Renee, the ex-wife of Neo. We got Princess Baton Lofters, who was one of the producers, developers of the Real Hospitals of Atlanta. And then we have Goche Hawkins, 
who is known on Atlanta Housewives as the woman with the blue hair who told Demetria... Also dated Roger Bob. I also dated Roger Bob. So we have them. And what I will say is this, because that show is based in Atlanta, so I'm going someplace with this, not just doing a shameless plug. The beauty of this show, and Richie, this show is funny. You're going to love it because it's mature and it's funny, and they're not throwing drinks on each other, and they're not, like, throwing shade for the sake of getting a moment. It's, it's real-life stuff, and it's real personal story, and it's funny. And, and the reason why I'm bringing this show up is because it's an Atlanta-based show with women who live in Atlanta. And I don't see any of those women on Atlanta Housewives. I just don't. I'm going to tell you why. It's because these women have one common bond, and that's the fact that in Atlanta, friendships are surface. Like, I see you at the parties or the brunches or the events, and we know each other, but do we really know each other? So you're about to watch a cast who all know each other, know of each other, but they're about to really get to know each other. And Malaysia and Gaucher are like the ones who brings it, bring them together. Mm. And yeah, yeah. When you watch the season, we'll come back to this because there's a force multiplier who is multiplying. And I'm like, I watch her work like... She's like the octopus who comes out and she like knows how to like get these people to come. It's, it's very interesting and she does it so smooth. And the beauty of this show is Malaysia is such a great piece of talent. And you're going to see a side of her that you have never seen on Basketball Wives. Like she's not this person who's going to pick up a table and throw it. I don't want to give it away, but it's so interesting. So when I was, when I was watching these episodes and in the field taping the show... I really was like, it goes to show you that there is some life still left in Atlanta, but there was no politics going into casting Bold mm. and Bougie. It was mm. finding the right women who have this shared commonality. But how interesting is it to watch a friendship develop and to see mm. what happens in the end? So when it comes to Atlanta Housewives, it's one of those things where we miss the fact that you had women, not best friends, Cynthia and Nene met on the show. The only real friends across all the franchises is Robin and Giselle and Mary Saul and Alexia. The rest of them are friends courtesy of the show. But my point is, it goes to show you that if you find the right mix of people, you can find people to form real friendships. Cynthia and Nene, Phaedra and Candy, um, Portia and Phaedra. Like, it can happen but you got to find the right mix and make tough decisions. And my hope is that Atlanta Housewives does that. But as of now, the show is still on pause. I think in the next few months, they'll get it right. It's so funny that you mentioned the new show. I'm glad you did. Because I was breaking down a clip earlier in my video of... Evelyn and Jackie going at it. I saw that. And I was thinking to myself, how odd it must be that these two women are fighting over Malaysia, who is never returning to that. Well, I can't say never, but I'm just saying she's she got her own new show. She, she ain't returning to that show, baby. Malaysia is Whoa. at the kingdom. So I was just, in my mind, I was thinking, like, y'all fighting over something that it that has been. Malaysia got a whole new thing going on. And it just kind of makes me kind of think about like. Is basketball wives going in a in a downward direct? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. But 
it's just kind of like, you know, I'm glad Malaysia is being utilized because I felt like she was underutilized on basketball wise. Yeah, no. And, and I'm happy about it, too. So, yes, I mean, look, we are rooting for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We, we, are. we want to see it win, despite what you may want to read in between the lines or, or think. Um, we're telling the truth. We do want the show to win. But I think in order for the show to win, listen, you can hire anybody in the world. But you got to make sure these women work. And these yep. women have to clock in. And my hope is that these women now feel it. Because when, you're, when you are so comfortable for so long, I think it's a good thing to sometimes let people know this can't be taken away from you. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Riggs and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby!